I'm Dan Dews. And I'm Meredith Kelly. The hosts of Little Listeners Lounge. Be prepared to listen and learn about the magic of kids' podcasts. We talk to hosts, creators, producers, and writers and peek behind the scenes of their work. We've had some amazing guests. The deputy director of NASA. Everybody pretending to run away from a T-Rex. Is this what jellyfish are made out of? I see Lincoln's underpants. Join us to learn something new about some of your favorite podcasts. Subscribe to Little Listeners Lounge wherever you get your podcasts. Hello guys, first things first, it's time for a welcome shout out to some new patrons. Give me a P. Give me an H. An O. An E. A B. And an E. Welcome Phoebe. And give me an H. An E, e, an R, R a B, e, an I, R, and an E. e. Welcome, Herbie. Yeah! And one more shout out to their parents, Tony and Helen, who sent us the best message ever and really made our day. Thank you to all of you. All right, let's hear who the superstars on this episode are. My name is Russell. I'm 11 years old. I'm from Hong Kong, and I like reading. I am Micah. I am 7 years old. I am from Indiana, and I really like space. Hello, I'm Scarlett, and I'm 9 years old. I live in Hong Kong, and my favorite thing is dancing and playing drums. My name is Jace. I am nine years old. I live in Indiana in the USA, and I like gaming. You guys are the best. So you know by now that BKFK is performed by kids from all around the world. And we produce stories from all around the world. For this story, we are going south and east to Australia. Yes, it's about a mythical creature from down under. It's called... The Bunyip. Once upon a time, a long, long time ago, in a faraway place, some young men left their camp to find food for their families. It was a very hot day, but they enjoyed the heat. As they walked, They had races and threw spears and boomerangs, which are special weapons that come back when you throw them. They were having fun, but they didn't make much progress. Finally, they arrived at a flat place that usually had water during floods. But in the summer, there were only small pools of water with plants and bulrushes. In that place, people liked to eat the roots of the bulrushes. They thought the roots were as tasty as onions. One of the young men said, This looks perfect, guys. Let's collect some roots to bring back to our camp. Great idea, said the others, and they quickly made a basket from willow branches and were about to wade into the water to get the roots when one of them had a different idea. Why should we waste our time doing such hard work? He said, Just for a bunch of roots. We should go fishing for eels and other things instead. 
Good thinking, said the others. So they prepared their fishing lines made from tree bark and looked for bait. Most of them used worms, but one of them, named Harry, had another idea. I bet I'll catch something bigger and better if I use a small piece of raw meat on my hook. They patiently cast their lines for a long time, but they didn't catch anything. This is so boring. One of them complained. When can we go home? Just a few minutes more, said Harry. He was sure that he would catch something with his special bait. Soon, however, the sun began to set. Oh, well, said Harry. I suppose we'll just have to return home, empty-handed, without any roots or fish. Then suddenly, Harry saw his fishing line disappear under the water. Something very heavy was pulling so hard that he could barely stay on his feet. It felt like he would have to let go of the line or be pulled into the pool. Help! He cried. I've got something! I've got something! And it's big! Everyone dropped their lines and came at once. With great effort and with all of their strength, they managed to bring a strange creature onto the shore. It wasn't like a calf or a seal, but something in between with a long, wide tail. They looked at each other with horror, feeling shivers down their spines. Even though they had never seen it before, they all knew what it was. It's a baby bunion, they said together. Suddenly, they heard a low cry from the other side of the pool. The mother bunyip was woken up from her den and was coming towards them. Anger flashing from her yellow eyes. The young men whispered to each other, Let it go! But Harry said, No, I'm keeping it. I told everyone at home, I was the best fisherman and that I would bring back enough fish feast on for three days. There's no way I'm letting this go. So he threw his spear at the mother bunyip to keep her away. He placed the baby bunyip on his shoulders and started walking back to the camp, ignoring the poor mother's cries of distress. By now, the sun was setting and the plain was getting dark. However, the mountaintops were still bright. As they walked further away from the pool, the young men had stopped being afraid. They heard a low rushing sound behind them. And it was getting dark. They turned around and saw that the water in the pool was slowly rising covering the spot where they had landed the bunyip. What on earth is going on? They wondered. There are no clouds in the sky, yet the water is rising higher than ever before. For a moment, they stood frozen. It's the bunyip's mother! One of them cried, and at once they turned and ran as fast as they could. Harry ran faster than all the others. When he reached the highest point of the hill, 
he stopped to catch his breath and looked back to see if they were safe yet. But what he saw made him shudder in fear. Only the tops of the trees were above the water and even those were disappearing quickly. The water kept rising higher and higher. They had to run very fast if they wanted to escape. So they ran with all their might, barely feeling the ground beneath their feet until they reached their village. In front of the village, the old men and women were sitting, the children were playing and everyone was chatting together. One of the oldest women saw the baby Bunyip and knew at once. Something terrible is happening. The water, the water. The water was slowly rising up the ridge where they were standing. Parents and children held on to each other as if they could stop the flood from coming. Harry said, I will climb to the top of a tree where the water can't reach me. But as he spoke, something cold touched him, and he quickly looked down at his feet. He saw that they had turned into birds' claws. When he turned to his friends, he saw a flock of big, awkward birds instead. When he tried to speak, a strange noise came from his throat, and his hands had become the ends of wings. The water had already reached his waist, but he found himself sitting on it as if it were solid ground. He saw the reflection. He had turned into a beautiful black swan. The baby Bunyip fell from Harry's hands, which were now wings. The Bunyip fell into the loving arms of its fearsome Bunyip mother. Everyone watched in silence as she carried her baby back to the pool. Soon, the water returned to its usual place. From then on, everybody treated the Bunyip with respect. Whenever anyone suggested fish for supper, the other would say, no thanks, I'd rather have some bullish roots tonight. As for poor Harry, he never did change back to his human shape. But that didn't bother him. He rather enjoyed paddling around the river, digging in the dirt for tasty worms. Hey guys, if you like this episode, please share it with your friends and family. It is one of the best ways to support BKFK Storytime.